Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, everybody out there. My name is Derek Hindenburg, and I am the host of Walk by Faith. We are upon the 25th, yeah, I'm checking my calendar, the 25th of January. I cannot believe this, man, this month has just gone by like, like clockwork. Like, it was just Christmas, and it was just New Year's. Now... It's almost February. It's amazing how fast these days are going by and how time is just basically it seems non-existent anymore. If you don't if you've noticed, I've noticed for quite some time that the days, the hours and the days are like passing by really really quickly. And it's been like that for I, I want to say like the past 10 to 15 years, I've noticed it. Maybe it was longer. Maybe that's just when I discovered it. I don't know. but Or maybe it's because, you know, when we're adults, we're more occupied. We have more priorities or whatnot. The days just go by quicker. But, yeah, I can't believe we're almost in February, okay? But um, it's Friday. It's the weekend. This is episode 11. Congratulations if you've made it this far. You know, I... Thank each and every one of you who have chosen to follow this podcast and tune into this prod, this prod, <laughs> this podcast weekly because I try to deliver two episodes um, a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, of course. Um, we are up to a hundred and two plays, so that means Walk by Faith has been played a total of a hundred and two times. That is awesome. That is great. Um, it's a win for me, you know, baby steps. I will definitely take it because, you know, I'm, this is new to me. You know, this is something that I've always wanted to do, of course, but this is still new to me. I, I'm not perfect at, you know, the podcast thing. I'm not, there's still, I mean, so there may be some veterans out there who may have been doing this for years. Maybe there's some things I'm not doing correctly, but I'm not necessarily in it to be perfect. I'm not here to do everything 100% correctly. You know, God has given me a platform, helped me discover a platform and a way that's very, very cost effective to um, broadcast Walk by Faith. Because at the end of the day, I don't do this for me. I do this for God. I do this for Jesus Christ. I do this for the glorification of the kingdom. I never talk about myself on these podcasts because it's simply not about me. It's about him. It's about he who dwells within me. And people have been getting motivated and getting inspired by listening to Walk by Faith. And I really appreciate that very much. It seems like people are almost eager to listen to an episode because usually when I'm done recording, I'll share um, the episodes to social media and probably less than, uh, no less than 30 minutes or so, somebody, it, it all, that episode already gets its first play. That's pretty quick. So that just goes to show me that people are waiting for the episodes to drop. But again, if you have no idea when the episodes are are available. They're all available now on Anchor. Um, But I upload them every Wednesday and every Friday. That is my current schedule. Two episodes a week. Um, Probably won't be more than that. 
but that may change in the future. You just never know, okay? Alright, so today's episode is... I'll say this every time. Then it's an, it's going to be an interesting episode. That's the whole point. That the, that the podcast is made to intrigue you. It's made to provoke thought and make you think. It's an interesting topic, of course. Um, the topic is Christian conduct, basically. And the title of this episode is The World is Watching. The world has its eyes on us. And by us, I mean Christians. I mean believers. The world, meaning people who are not of the faith of Christ. People who don't necessarily believe in God. Skeptics. You know, people who oppose Jesus. They're watching. That is what the Bible calls or identifies as the world. The world. Okay, because as a believer, we are always under the microscope. Every move that we make, everything that we say, is always being digested and it's always being judged and watched because people are constantly trying to break us down, tear us apart, and disprove Jesus by watching us. Now, in my last podcast, I talked about when a Christian sins. Basically, in a nutshell, it's about us being human, making mistakes. Now, this podcast is in no way, shape, or form condemning people who mess up. Because, like I said, we all mess up. But, this particular episode is going to point out some things in which people who profess to know Jesus Christ, people who say they believe and follow Him, This is made to point out some things in which they may partake in. There's a I I get on social media and I see people who say that they believe in God, who say that they believe in Jesus, who claim to be Christians. But when you see their behavior and you hear the things in which come out of their mouth, It makes one wonder, like, I cannot believe that you are talking like this. I can't believe that you are doing what you're doing and you say you love God and you say you are a Christian and that you follow the Bible, but you're partaking in this and you're partaking in that. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. As Christians, we, first and foremost, are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. I'll say that again for you people out there who are believers. As a Christian, you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. If you don't know what the word ambassador means, go get a dictionary. Better yet, let me save you some time. Just go back and check what I'm saying, of course. (laughs) An ambassador is someone Who is a representative of an entity. Like for instance, you know, here in the United States, you know, we have the president. We have all of the, the important people in the White House. And then you have ambassadors upon um, who represent the president or who represent the United States. And the reason that we have those ambassadors is 
maybe there's some sort of a meeting or some sort of a gathering that is taking place in another country. So they'll send in, in a person or a couple of people to represent the United States of America in place of our president. Okay? And these people are called ambassadors. They're, they're, they're representing the United States of America in whatever country they, in which they are in. To be an ambassador for Jesus Christ is no different. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, as Christians, we, we're here in the flesh. Jesus is not here in the flesh. He's walked the earth. He's been here. And he has been risen in the heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. But us believers in Christ, we are ambassadors for him here on earth. So when people see us and people hear us, we are supposed to be an image of Christ. Again, that does not mean that you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you can't ever make mistakes because you're still human. But people out there know good and well that there are certain things that believers in Christ have no business doing. We all know we're not going to act like this is brand new. We're not going to act like that we were born yesterday. And we're not going to act like that we can just justify bad behavior. If you're an ambassador of Christ and you're doing things that you should not be doing, that you know that you should not be doing, the world is watching you. The world is judging you. And if they're watching you and they're judging you, they're prejudging Jesus. If they see you acting a certain way, acting out, why in the world would they possibly want to come to Christ? You are supposed to be the ambassador for Jesus. We are supposed to be the, 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 representative, the representative of the kingdom of God. But our actions and our words paint a whole nother picture. Whole nother picture. Like every broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, of course, by now you should know that everything I say is inspired by the Bible. So, of course, I have verses. And on this particular topic, I actually have more verses than usual. And I could have kept taking notes but I'm trying to stay true to the podcast and keep it between 30 to 40 minutes because I understand that everybody does just doesn't have time to sit and listen to me talk for an hour or two but this this is a subject in which needs to be talked about but before I get into these verses I want to start off by saying that nobody is perfect and if you listen to episode 10, you will understand exactly what I mean. I'm not going to elaborate. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect. But we all have common sense. And we all know right from wrong. And we all know what we should be doing and what we should not be doing. Grab your Bibles. Maybe on your tablet, your phone, a physical Bible the laptop, anywhere you have a Bible. Trust me. 
we have seven verses that we're going to go over today. We're going to start in the book of Romans. Romans 12, verse 2. Now, before I get into Romans 12, verse 2, the book of Romans alone is a very telltaling book. Very convicting. Very clear cut as far as telling you what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what to expect from this world, so on and so forth. The book of Romans is an excellent, excellent book. Please take the time to start. And every book too, not just chapter 12 here, but start in chapter one, you'll get, you'll be blessed. So we're going to start here in Romans 12 too. And it reads, do not conform to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and of an acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, I've read this verse several times throughout my my walk with Christ, and it always puts things back in perspective. You know, the first couple of words, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be like this world. This world is so wicked and heartless. And the things in which are acceptable in this world are unacceptable to God. Because it goes on to say, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There needs to be a, a reconfiguration of the mind. For people, Because remember, folks, we were born in a sinful state, fallen state, sinful nature, we'll say. And in order to fix this, we all must come to Christ. We all must repent of our sins and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior so that we may receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is responsible for helping transform your mind. To get you to see things from the right perspective, the kingdom perspective, God's perspective. Continuing, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is the doing of the Holy Spirit. Once you get saved and you come to Christ, you're going to automatically notice that there is something different about you. You're going to view the world differently. Everything in which you used to do that was vile and sinful, you're going to detest, you're going to hate, you're not going to want to have anything to do with it. You're going to have a renewing of the mind. But this is evidence of being saved. If you are somebody who professes to be a Christian and you still do things that the world does or that are identical as the world. You know, I, I'm very careful when I tread on ice when I say I have to question whether or not you're saved. But it's a, it's a legitimate question. Because God convicts. And that conviction is so heavy sometimes. We can't bear it. This Again, this does not mean that you're going to be perfect and that you're not going to make mistakes. But you should not be living in sin. The ways of the world. Promoting sex and drugs and fornication. And, you know, just 
things in which corrode the mind that make us pretty rotten people. But you still got believers out there who who do things of the world, who conform, who conform to this world, who listen to music made from this world. These hip hop artists is telling you to to kill and to sell drugs and to disrespect women and to use them for sexual pleasures and then leave them and to not take care of their children. They glorify these hip hop artists that talk about this type of stuff. You know, and they listen to it over and over and over. They watch movies with pornography, pornographic images and 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 satanic themes and the list just goes on and on and on the ways of the world scripture says do not conform to this world get away from it change go the other direction because people are not going to be able to identify christ in you if you are doing everything that the world is doing people are not going to be able to see jesus in you they're going to see themselves in you when they see how you act it's going to be like looking in the mirror at themselves like well this person professes to be a christian but they're still doing what i do so this jesus evidently is not as powerful as they say this is why it's important for us to not conform to this world folks moving on we're going to the book of james i love the book of james very very convicting book James 1 I think it's verse 22 let's see yes verse 22 actually it's verse 22 and verse 23 okay James 1 verse 22 and 23 says be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man viewing his natural face in the mirror. A lot of people, a lot of people claim that they read the Bible. They read the word of God. And that's fine. That's fine. A lot of people claim that they go to church. And they get the good word from the pastor, the minister. Hey, that's fine too. That's edification right there. That's great. I encourage people to read their Bibles. I think it's a necessity. I think it's more. I think it's just as important, if not more important, than drinking water and eating physical food. Excuse me. The Bible is spiritual food. We need it. It is essential. But it will do you no good if you don't apply it. If you're just a doer, you know what I'm saying? That's great. That means you're listening and you're doing. But if you're just a hearer, that's a problem. People can sit up all day long and tell you what you need to do, how you need to do it. But if you don't apply it, it, it's no good. Scripture says, be doers of the word. And not hearers only. We have to be active believers. We have to be in in the war. Because this is a war. When when scripture tells you to do something. And you're just reading it and receiving it. But are you doing it? If the scripture tells you to flee from fornication. If you don't know what fornication means. That means sex outside of marriage. Scripture says flee from it. Get away from it. Don't do it. 
but there's a lot of people who profess to be Christians that are still doing it. I know Christians who are not married who live together. Not judging, but it's 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 it goes in contradiction with the word of God. Scriptures tell us that it is better to be married than to burn in hell over your lust. This doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you are not following the word of God. And if you're not following the word of God, how could you call yourself a believer in Christ? Don't just be hearers, be doers. But the fact is, once we start actually doing what the word of God tells us to do, people are going to begin to not like us. People are going to begin to talk about us. People are going to begin to to get away from us and not want to be around us. But that's good because it'll let you know who's for you and who's not for you, who needs to be in your life and who doesn't need to be in your life. You need to be seeking God before anybody. If your actions are not pleasing God, you're pleasing man. It should be the other way around. This is why a lot of people don't actually do what scriptures say. They just read it. They just receive it, but they don't apply it. And that means it's no, it's pretty much useless if you're not applying it. The the world is watching. When they see us and they see, well, your Bible says that you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that and you're not supposed to do that and you're not supposed to do this, but yet you're doing that. So you're hypocritical. The word, those two words always go together, Christian and hypocrite. And you have to wonder why. Because there's so many people who claim to believe in the Lord who are hypocrites. And the world isn't stupid. They see it. And they're judging. Our behavior is the determination to where a person comes to Christ or a a person runs away from Christ. Just remember that. Our behavior, our conduct is going to make that choice for somebody. You don't want to be responsible for pushing people away from Christ when we're supposed to bring people to the Lord. Moving on to Ephesians. Ephesians 4, 16. Ephesians 4, 16. Sorry. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. I wrote those wrong. Bear with me. I'm on my laptop. Sorry, my tablet. Okay, so Ephesians 4, verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, exalt you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of which you were called, with all humility, meekness, and patience, Bearing with one another love. Be eager to keep unity of the spirit spirit and bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Even as you were called in one of your callings. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and the Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and all in you. Now, this is more so about unity. Unity within the body of Christ. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I, I can, you know, I can sit up here and talk for another 30 minutes about this topic, but I'm not. I'm going to try my best to break this down because this, it falls in the same category as far as Christian conduct, but it's like within, within the body of Christ, Christians, how Christians treat each other, how Christians act among one another. There is so much division and strife and anger and confusion within the body of Christ. So much arguing, so much going back and forth. There is no meekness. There is no humility. And there sure isn't any patience. And there is no bearing love of one another. There's pointing fingers. There's judging. There's calling you. There's calling names. They're saying that you, you're not this. You're not that. There's just a lot of like fighting within the body of Christ. When we're supposed to be a unified body. When we're supposed to be the church. We're supposed to be one. We're not always all going to see eye to eye. But when are we going to get to a point. To where just because we don't see eye to eye. Does not mean we have to be enemies. It does not mean that we have to hate each other. It doesn't mean we have to try to, 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 to crucify one another. Because remember the world is watching. The world sees us arguing among one another, can't even decide which denomination is the right denomination, what Bible is the correct Bible, whether the people believe in the Trinity or whether the people believe in oneness, so on and so forth. People on the outside, they view that and they see it and they're like, man, those Christians are such hypocrites. They can't even agree upon one another. They can't even get along with each other. Why in the world would we possibly come to Jesus if they're confused? My life is just fine. I'm not confused. I'm not upset. I don't feel like I need to be saved. In fact, those Christians are the ones that look like they need to be saved. Because they can't get along with each other. I'm pretty sure people have heard the saying church people, church folks or whatever. Super religious people. Judging one another, talking about each other. What such and such wore to church? What hat did they wear? What suit did they wear? What did such and such get themselves into? And they're whispering and, you know, such division. No unity whatsoever. But that, to be honest with you, is actually a sign of the times. It's a sign of the times in which we live in. It's not surprising that things are turning out like this. Christ said this was going to happen. He said there was going to be division. He said there was going to be fighting. He said this was going to occur. You know, that is prophecy. But as a whole, we still need to fight back. And try to put our differences aside. And come together as one. So that we can show the world that Jesus really is the way. Because remember, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're ambassadors for Jesus. 
We need to be representing him right, not fighting among one another, not judging. If you see that your brother or sister is in wrong, pull them to the side and tell them, hey, we need to talk. We need to get we need to see what's going on with you. We need to see where can we um, improve. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay, let's go to James 4. James 4, um, verses 11 and 12. Do not speak evil of one another, brothers. He who speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and the judges and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who are you to judge one another? I mean, once again, this is this is so this is sort of similar to Ephesians, to the verse I just read. You know, no matter what, we, we we're not supposed to just pass judgment on each other and speak evil of one another. We're not. You know, we got to do better. You know, let let the Lord do the judging. Let let God take care of that. If you see wrong or you see strife. But you do the best that you can do to reconcile, to try to bring peace. God says, blessed is those who are the peacemakers. Who's a peacemaker? Is that even a thing anymore? Are people trying to be peacemakers? Or are people just still holding on to grudges and animosity and, and, and bitterness? Because if you're a Christian and you're bitter and you're holding on to animosity... You need to, you need to repent. You need to repent, and you need to come to Christ wholeheartedly because the world is watching you. They're waiting for us to make mistakes every single day. Okay, now, like I said, this is a lot of verses, ladies and gentlemen. Usually, I only have a few, but. Again, this is a topic that I wanted, to, really wanted to cover because I, I see way too many people claiming to be Christians and their behavior is atrocious. Um, Ephesians five verse five reads, "For this you know that no sexual immoral or impure person or one who is greedy or an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God." Sexual immorality. This is, I don't want to say this is probably the biggest sin that people fall in, but it is definitely one that is up there. You know, sexual immorality. People, like I said, people who are in relationships, Christians who are in relationships, they live together. They have kids with each other and they sleep with each other. You know, like, it's not about whether you're being faithful to one person and that you love one person. It's about whether or not you're doing what the Lord has commanded us to do. And that's to not be sexually immoral. Remember, getting in the, in the, in the heaven has absolutely nothing to do with your good behavior. It's about believing on Christ and following his statutes. 
And there's a lot of Christians out there who who still sleeping around, who still messing around with their boo, with their high school sweetheart. Um, why aren't you married by now? <laughs> if that's your high school sweetheart, it's a good question. You know, I remember. I mean, like I said, just to, just to show that I'm not really pointing the finger and judging. I remember when I first came to Christ and um, I got saved. And I was in a relationship at the time, you know, with my wife. You know, we were, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend or whatnot. And when I got saved, I realized that um, I could not continue or we could not continue to do what we have been doing. So we got married like three months after I got saved. Three months. Just to make things right. We had to make it right. And some people may say, well, did you get married only because you didn't want to um, have sex outside of marriage? No, that's not why. Because, you know, I had already been in a relationship with her for eight years. So we had been together for eight years. I had already made up in my mind that this was, you know, it. But we just made it official. Stop playing games like a lot of people out there are playing games. There's some couples that I know who have been together for a long time who have several children together and they're not married I don't get it when the scriptures here say that people who practice sexual immorality or impurity or greed or idolatry they don't have any inheritance in the kingdom of God there's nothing for you there's nothing there but you can always make it right. And that's what we should strive to do. Making things right. So the world can see. This is how a Christian should, should act. Christian conduct. Remember the world is watching. Our every move. Moving on. We got two more. Two more Bible verses to go over. 1 John 2. Let's see, 1 John 2, 15 through 17. 1 John 2, 15 through 17 reads, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that are in this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father but it's of the world. The world and its desires are passing away, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. This is similar to Romans 2, when it says, you know, be not conformed of this world. You know, don't love the world or the things that are in the world. As a believer, you should know exactly what the things of the world entails. You should know. You should know. And you should know what you should be doing. And you should know what you should not be doing. Don't do anything that's going to make people. Just make them question whether or not you are a believer. Don't, don't do anything that's going to make people think twice. Don't do anything that is going to make somebody wonder 
man, is this person really a Christian? Do they really follow God? Do they really follow Jesus? Do they really? Are they? Because I can't tell. They do what I do. They drink, they smoke. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell for doing those things, people. I'm not saying that. You know, if you get you know if you get drunk and stuff like that, people are just gonna see it. And remember, that's just not a that's not being a good ambassador for the Lord. All right, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Ephesians four twenty nine. This will be the last verse. 429. Okay. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listeners. This right here is a great closer. Our words are so important. They're so meaningful. They can make, they can break, they can cause pain, they can cause joy. Our words, the tongue is such a small member of the body, but it has a lot of power behind it. And I want people to understand that everything that comes out of your mouth is being judged. Everything that comes out of your mouth has the ability to build somebody up. Choose your words wisely, Christians. I mean, profanity, for instance. I mean, the world uses profanity. A Christian should not be using profanity. You're not set apart if you're going to talk like the world. If you're going to talk like that, how are anybody ever going to know whether you're a believer in Christ? Because you're not doing anything to set yourself apart. Corrupt communications, words that hurt people, words that discourage people, words that make fun of people, words that tear people down. These are not things in which a believer in Christ should be doing at all. Believers, listen. If you always remember that you are an ambassador for Jesus... If you always remember you are a representative of the Lord and of the kingdom of God, it will always cause you to think twice about some of the things in which you get yourself involved in and which some of the things in which you say. Because remember, the world is watching and it's going to be very hard to convince people that they need to be saved and that they need to come to Jesus if we're not going to walk like Jesus if we're not going to listen to the scriptures if we're going to do we have to do more than hearers but we need to be doers of the word follow the teachings that's why they're there follow the teachings inspire people motivate people get people to say I really want what that person has and that's just simply Christ that is what we should be doing, striving to do every day. 
Not saying you won't make mistakes. You will. But you just do the best that you possibly can. Because a lot of people are not trying. A lot of people are not trying. And if it's one thing I've learned over the years, people are always watching you. Whether you think they are or whether you know they are, people are always going to watch you. God bless everybody out there. I hope that this broadcast has blessed you. I pray that you share it with somebody out there who needs to hear it. Share it with a coworker, a friend, a family member, a child, anybody who you feel that this is going to bless and help. Because that's the whole purpose of Walk by Faith is to get people to think and then act and share. We are working for the kingdom of God. Trying to bring people to redemption. That's what I'm going to spend my life doing. Until the Lord calls me home, I got a job to do. God bless you all. See you all in the next episode. Take care. Have a blessed day.